Hi, friend. Hi, friend. I'm Michael Cassidy. I'm Laura Holloway. And this is the Actors Helpline. What you got going there? You got a little water? You're hydrating? I got some water. I'm hydrating. I don't drink water, so that's a big deal for me. Do you know I don't drink water? Oh, I, we have another friend here who doesn't drink water. She only drinks Diet Coke. I drink a Diet Coke once a day. I have one Diet Coke every day. Okay. I drink a cup of tea in the morning. That's water. So is Diet Coke. This is my whole point. Everything is water. But let's get the quantities. So how much tea are you drinking? I probably have 16 ounces of black tea. So it's water with some tea in it. <laughs> okay. You know, when I eat lunch, I'll have like a drink. Like I'll have a, I guess sometimes I'll have a bubbly water. That's water. Okay, so that's a can. Here's the thing. It's not that I don't drink water. It's that people think I don't drink water because I don't have a fucking 32 ounce bottle of water with me at all times with a straw in it, like everyone and their mother or a bottle of water that I bought at the store and I'm constantly sipping on it like everybody is. Our ancestors they didn't drink a lot of water. All right. Every fucking it's argument true. that starts with it's, our ancestors. No, but it's true. They're like, you have to drink, what is it, 64 ounces of water a day? Isn't that what the recommendation is a, now? What's a gallon? When what's did that start? When bottled water happened, that's when the recommendations for drinking 8 million ounces of water a day came out. It's like, you can't be as healthy as you can be unless you drink a million ounces of water a day. And here, we've got this bottle of water for you. So it's a conspiracy, you're saying? I think it's a conspiracy. I think, obviously, water is great for you. We need to drink water. We need, But everything we drink is the first ingredient on it is water. So nobody counts that, though. They're not like, hey, drink 64 ounces of water, but your Diet Coke counts, your tea counts in the morning, your juice counts. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm never thirsty. I'm never thirsty unless I work out and then I'm thirsty. This is not so, like. If I'm hot and I am thirsty, I'll drink some water or something or tea, you know, an iced tea or something. But yeah, I think water is bullshit. Come at me. Come at me, big water. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, this is weird, but I just worked out and uh, related. I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> Maybe you're dehydrated. Nope. Nope, that's not it. Conspiracy. <laughs> okay, Laura, let's let's uh, let's hear the question of the day. Here it is. Okay. Hi there. My name is Rose Coppola, and my question for you is, how do you measure success? And more specifically, how do you measure your success? I mean, mostly money and other people's approval. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Shit. All right. I got I to gotta come up. You go first because I have to I have to come up with something new now. I was like, isn't that what success is? And then I went and had to look it up. You want to hear the definition, the Oxford definition of success? Ooh, sure. Oxford's definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. Hmm. And that was interesting to just sit with. In order to even define what I believe success is, I have to know what my aim or purpose is. Hmm. which is a journey. <laughs> I'm thinking about that definition you just said, because I definitely think that I kind of feel like I've come full circle on this. Like I started out with the definition of success that I now have, but I spent, you know, 10 ish years in the middle there trying to redefine it as 
someone else's goal or purpose. I don't think about success like as a macro idea very often. Like I definitely have, and this is just in acting. Um, I I do think I think about success as like a parent more often. Like, mm-hmm. What is the best mm-hmm. parenting good here? But anyway, that's a separate podcast. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I think about it that often. I I think about my preferences. I think about the kind of work that I'd like to do. I register when I see work that is. Um, interesting and compelling to me. I have people that I'd like to work with, kinds of shows and movies that I would like to do. But the way that I think about success now is what I got into acting for, like what drew me to acting in the first place, which is this like kind of dream, physical sensation feeling of full expression. The sort of feeling that when I am expressing fully, I am being heightened by the act of acting and the connectiveness that I've felt with an audience around that level of expression. That's how I sort of think about like my highest success for myself in my work now. And I do think about that level of expression often. I don't think of it as success, but I'm often holding myself to that sort of idea in my work. Did I get there? Did I get close to there? Um, and it's not very often, to be clear. But that's 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 sort of how I think about it. And that is what I sort of got into it for. How is my expression flowing in relation to that dream? What am I holding back? Is there more that I can do? Or can, can I do more for my business to put myself in a situation to do that kind of work more often? Those are questions that I ask myself pretty frequently. During like slow periods where there's less work or during a period of time when I'm working on something that's less interesting, the writing is less interesting or less engaging to me. I think, you know, what can I bring to this piece that is just a little bit closer to that ideal than what I'm doing right now? I mean... The other thing that I'm thinking about right now is that success is more often a weapon that I sort of apply to other people's outward expression. I call their outward success success, and I'm, I, I use it very narrowly, which is not to generally, not to inspire me, but to bury myself with it. This person got this job, and then they got this job, and then they got this job, and now they have more opportunity and power than me boohoo, you know, success is a thing that I put on other people. I don't actually use it to acknowledge my own, um, accomplishment of my goal and purpose per that definition. And that, that's sort of what I meant when I said someone else's, you know, I think I didn't have any plans to go into show business in, into like TV and film when I became an actor as a kid and, and when I really started working as a teenager. Um, but when I got into TV and film and I moved to LA and I had a family and all these sort of external things, I started to think about success in a different way. I started to think about success in terms of like comparing my insides to other people's outsides. And that was, you know, a losing proposition. I think of this Zen quote all the time. I'm sure I say it. I'm sure I said it to your students when I was there in November, like 
there's this Zen saying, don't confuse the, the moon with the finger pointing at the moon. And I think about that a lot. Um, because it speaks exactly to both what I'm doing when I look at other people's success, but it's also, it speaks exactly to the way for me to find myself back to myself. Um, there was, I didn't want the external successes that I had early in my TV career to be as empty as they were. Uh, that felt lonely and scary. I, I felt like, oh, I've made it. Now it's supposed to feel good. And there was, it wasn't that it didn't feel good. It was just that it wasn't, it didn't bring me any closer or further away from the thing that I got into it for in the first place, that level of like flow and inspiration. It was separate from that. They were just like the given circumstances of the workplace, the trailer, the show getting picked up, the red carpet premiere, doing press, sitting in the front of the airplane, all that stuff that I thought would like enhance that feeling was just like a function of the job and nothing else. Um, and now I don't get conf I don't get distracted by that stuff. I enjoy it to the best of my ability, and then I let it go. When I get off the plane, the fact that my boarding pass said one A doesn't make me hold on to the boarding pass stub any longer. I just throw it away because now I, I'm here and I have to go do something. <laughs> I just started having that experience, like just started having that experience where I don't keep my call sheets anymore. You know, once you get enough call sheets, you're like, well, I can't keep all these call sheets. <laughs> It's too much paper. Um, it's really cool. It's a cool experience. I feel lucky. I, I mean, obviously success, I think in like this, you know, capitalist society we're living in is so often, it, like you said, I don't really think about success as a concept very much at this point. But if I do, the immediate thing that comes to mind is like money and notoriety and in our business, right? awards. Like it just goes straight to the Oscar or whatever, which is, it's interesting because as a teacher, I, I have gotten to see just how many people, if I have a conversation about their goals with them, it is not surprising, I guess, but it was shocking to me how many people were like, my goal is to win an Oscar. Mm. I was like, well, we can't all win Oscars. <laughs> like, like it started to give me this perspective around what is that really what I want? Right. So then, and then that brings me to there is a difference between what I want, you know, my aim and purpose in life and what I think I want or need in order to achieve that. Like that is a story I have told myself. And probably that, you know. Society has told me as well, but um, it's certainly a narrative. I mean, at, at this point for me, I think I texted you recently. I had an interaction with a student where they shared some personal things with me and then shared with me that, you know, I had been um, – and, you know, a, a support to them or a guy, you know, an influence to them, a positive influence to them on this journey. And I think I texted you and said, that is better than any, I think this feeling is better than any job I could ever get. 
you know, being of service to another human being who, without even knowing it, right? Um, but being of service to other actors in this case, who are human beings, um, and knowing that maybe something that I have done as a result of my choices, maybe something that I have said, again, without the intention of, you know, there's no grandiosity around like, I'm going to change people's lives. But knowing that I might have had a tiny part in, in a you know, influencing someone in a positive way to make awesome changes that are for the better in their lives is, um, I think, what success feels like to me. Mm. Like that feels like the kind of pure um, joy that I have had amazing experiences working as an actor, but they're not like that, you know? Um, Because ultimately they're selfish for me. Like it feels kind of, you know, I'm up there. It's, it's about me. Right. Um, And so, and that doesn't mean that that's not part of my aim or purpose. Right. When I think about success today, And this was pretty surprising to me when I started thinking about this question. I no longer think about uh, winning an Oscar or being, um, it it isn't specific to some kind of acting job or idea about acting or a career. It it really has to do with being able to put my head on the pillow at the end of the day and feel good about myself. That doesn't mean that I don't get bogged down. Like my e- my ego definitely gets bogged down and I'm not where I wanted to be. I'm not where I wanted to be. You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I didn't think at 43 I would be where I am. But the truth is where I am is pretty much the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> so um, letting go of um, my idea of what, success has to look like. I just used air quotes. People can't see that. Um, letting go of my idea of what success is and and sticking to what is my purpose today is where I find joy and peace and um, contentment. It doesn't really serve me to think of to think of it any other way. I will say that when I think about whether or not other people perceive me as successful, is when I start to get into real trouble because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it is, that is truly just ego. It has nothing to do with how I actually feel about myself and my own career and where it is and whether or not I'm successful. But man, it is so easy to just, the smallest thing can trigger that line of thinking. Yeah. 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 For me, yeah. you know, like one, um, audition that I just know that I did incredible work on and then get pinned for and then Mm -hmm. don't get that I really want to be a part of, (laughs) you know, uh, that can trick just not, you know, day four of not hearing anything (laughs) day five, suddenly that can make me kind of just spiral. If I'm not really careful into, Oh my God, I'm never going to succeed. Oh my God. I'm not, you know, just this like old way of thinking about success you said you think about 
I think what you said is that you think about parenting, mm. success in parenting more these days than anything. And I fully agree. I spend more of my time throughout my days um, educating myself on how to be the best parent I can be. And while that is a different podcast, it also, I think, is relevant because, again, coming back to that sort of when I'm acting, it feels a little bit self-serving or self-centered. You know, it is. It's a self-centered job um, for me. But you have to think about yourself a lot, you know. Um, I think parenting is a different podcast, but it's also relevant to me in this conversation because the experience of expansion, whatever the circumstance, like whether it's falling in love, you know, partnering, becoming a parent, buying a home, like moving, like whatever the experience of um, spiritually expanding, whatever the experience of expansion is, that changes my relationship to success. And ultimately, I think I am healthier for having those things in my life that have put that in perspective. That's me. I don't think that is necessary for everybody to, to get healthy. But um, I didn't plan any of this. <laughs> you know, this is not what my plan looked like. And I feel successful today. I feel like a success story. Um, that could change at any minute. And that is truly a choice that I make. Yeah, I was thinking about this question and I was thinking about how equally the sort of Zen ideal of yeah. fully inspired flowing expression as one measure of mm -hmm. success and how equally alive in me someone else's idea of success is at all times. <laughs> And I think about that in similar language that you just use, like ego and self, like as two distinct different things. Um, and I'm thinking about me being 20 and listening to this. And I just want to say to the 20 year old in me that I wouldn't do anything differently around this. Like I wouldn't change how much I loved the fullness of my affection for theater and expression in front of a live audience when I was 15, I wouldn't change my desire to pay my bills as an actor above anything else at 21. And I wouldn't change my desire to get on the right show or movie at 20 from like 25 to 30. So bop till you drop mm -hmm. young guy, like really just mm -hmm. try it all because I'm not a finished product. I'm sure half of the stuff that I say in this will seem stupid to me in five or 10 years or minutes. I don't, or 10 minutes, but I, do, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to communicate that. Like I'm that I've got it figured out, but I will say that like the obsession with other people's, like you said, opinion of me or, or just what they have, what I think they have, which when you talk to them, they never think that mm -hmm. was a thing that I had to get rid of in mm -hmm. order to be happier. Like, that's just the, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that my sort of sense of success as an actor and as a show business person is the thing that has to be redefined in order for me to just have a better time mm. doing this. Yeah, that's true for me. That's also very true for me. And 
And another thing I'm thinking about right now is that it also has had to, my sort of sense of others' opinion of me has had to reduce in order for me to do the kind of acting work that I've wanted to do. And I don't mean the jobs that I want to do. I mean the level of expression that I've wanted. I, I That's another thing that I realized in my late 20s, I feel like, is that I was the sort of like desire to be seen as a Boy Scout and a team player and, a, um, uh, you know, the best and most collaborative was holding me back from doing the kind of work I wanted mm-hmm. to do. So I had to redefine success in order to just do good work also. What you just said is so, I think, so important. Like, it, like if I could have gotten that, you know, when I was younger, which I absolutely could not have, and that's okay, um, it would have been a lot. Uh, I would have uh, really had an easier time <laughs> because – I have to allow myself to fail in order to become better at something. You can't just ride a bike and go. You're going to fall. You're going to wobble. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's super important. Like success involves a ton of failure. There's no way around it for Mm -hmm. me. So the idea that there's just success and that everything else is not a part of it, you know, that the opposite is not a part of it was misguided. On my part. Yeah, there's a couple of jobs, just a couple of jobs that I wish I had gotten. But for the most part, I like literally two out of, say, a thousand things that I've auditioned for. And but for the most part, if you think about that, like just statistically, almost all of the stuff that I didn't get that I wanted, I don't think about literally ever. Mm. And there's a couple that I sort of ambivalently wish I had done a better job in the audition or think that I, I, I would still like to have gotten it just Mm -hmm. a couple. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. And that's, that's, that's pretty remarkable. You know, when when easily, easily a thousand auditions, that's cool. Like I wish, cause I remember like it hurt. It just hurts so much to not get picked. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's cool to report that. And I do want to say, like, if you're listening to this right now, I I would love so much if some 20 year old actor who's listening to this right now, like called us and said what they were thinking when they were listening to it, even though like, because I wonder, I just wish I could talk to the 22 year old version of me. And so I want to enlist a young actor or somebody who's new to the hobby or it's a, a, a hobbyist who's new to it or a new craft person actor just record for us <laughs> what your reaction is. Like your honest, your do this. honest reaction yeah. to what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. It'll be totally yeah. anonymous. No one will know. And then we'll play it and just be like, yeah. oh, yeah, also that. Because one thing I'm thinking about is 20-year-old version of me would be like, how do you get good at anything mm. if you're just like, you know, like the my desire for everybody to like me on set crea- created this like intense learning part of me to be like, tell me about eyelines. Tell me about hitting marks. Tell me about dolly moves. Tell me about close-ups. Tell me about masters. Tell me about two shots. And all of that was born out of a desire to, yeah, like make the show better, but also a selfish desire to, for people to like me and hire me more. And that was, it was an ambitious part of my brain, that learning part Mm -hmm. of my brain. So Mm -hmm. it, it served me. 
uh, also. And I don't know if I had just like, if I was like Buddha from the day that I picked up acting, if I was like totally at peace, if I had just, maybe I would have just sat on a log and been like, yeah, I'm an actor and never gone anywhere, (laughs) let alone acted anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe some like 18 year old who worships James Dean like I did and has their like cigarettes. Or 30 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter. At 30, I had all kinds of ideas about things that had to be smashed in order for me to be a a, um, happy person. (laughs) And now still, I mean, like you said, it's not like I have it all figured out and maybe I have none of it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing we'll ask The Rock when he comes on. Right. Like when you chose the name The Rock, did you think that was going to bring you great success? I mean, that's just the beginning of the questions. I can't wait. Go to theactorshelpline.com. Click on the microphone. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you want to hear more of. Ask a question. We'll play you on the podcast and we will be grateful to hear from you. And you can check us out on social media and all the platforms at The Actors Helpline. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.